Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Well, hey, uh, I'm, uh, if, you, if I haven't met you, my name is Mike Stamps. I'm the Life Groups pastor here. I've been on staff at New Hope since 2017. And my wife, Rebecca, and I, we have been attending New Hope together since 2006. And God has met us here and spoken into our lives so many times over the years through the ministry of this church. And my prayer for you is that God will meet you here today and speak into your life. We've been in a teaching series, it's called I Am. And it's all about us getting to know who Jesus is. We've been looking at some statements that Jesus made about himself in the Gospel of John. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. And the statement that we're looking at today is found in John chapter 11, where Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And if you're able to, I'd like to invite you to stand with me for the reading of God's word. We're gonna be in John chapter 11, starting in verse one. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters, they sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. And when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days, and then he, hit, and then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. Skipping to verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that, Ra that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me <clears throat> will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Please stay standing with me and let's pray together. God, I thank you for a chance to be in your house this morning with your people. And God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here with us in this room. God, I thank you for your word. 
I thank you that no matter how many times we read a particular passage in your word, that you have something new and fresh for us. And I pray that that would be the case this morning, that each person in this room will receive a word for them that is directly from you, that applies to them right in the situation that they're going through in life. And God, that through it all, you would be glorified. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hey, so let's talk about what's going on in this passage that we just read. So keep in mind that this was written by John. John was one of Jesus' earliest disciples and one of his closest friends. John journeyed with Jesus for three years, and he was an eyewitness to everything that he wrote about, both in this book as well as the other books that he wrote in the Bible. And John makes it clear to us in this text that Jesus knew and loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And that means that Mary and Martha, they both knew him. They knew about the miracles that Jesus had performed. They knew that he had healed the sick, that he had made the lame walk, that he had calmed the raging storms and made the blind see. They knew that he held the power of life and death in his hands. And that explains why they are so hurt and why they are so upset with him. Their brother Lazarus was sick. This was a close personal friend of Jesus. And they sent word to him that their brother was sick. They probably expected that he was gonna drop everything and leave where he was and come immediately to where they were so that he could heal his friend, their brother Lazarus. When Jesus received the news that Lazarus was sick, he was about 20 miles away. In those days, that's about a one day's journey. So the sisters, they probably expected that he would arrive the very next day. But he didn't. And he didn't arrive the next day or the next day after that. By the time Jesus arrived, Lazarus had already died. And he had been in the tomb four days. The text tells us that many Jews from Jerusalem, they arrived long before Jesus did. And they had been there mourning the loss of Lazarus with Mary and Martha for some time. These people were probably just mere acquaintances. They probably just came to pay their respects to the family. And yet even they arrived before Jesus did. And then after Lazarus had died and been buried, been in the grave for four days, finally Jesus shows up. Can you imagine how Mary and Martha must have felt? Why didn't he come earlier? He could have healed their brother. He had healed so many other people that he didn't even know. And yet when it came to them, their close personal friends, he wasn't there, he didn't show up. Why would he do that? Didn't he even care about them at all? And you know, if we're honest with ourselves, we'll admit that we've probably had those feelings sometime in life as well. Have you ever been in a situation where you expected God to be there? You needed him to come through for you, but he didn't show up. 
Maybe you've been praying that God would send you your future spouse. And soon after that, you met this person that just took your breath away. You started dating and it was like a fairy tale. They were everything that you had hoped for, just perfect for you. And then one day, out of the blue, they broke it off and they left you feeling completely crushed. And you're wondering, why? Why, God, did you allow that to happen? Or maybe you've been out of work and you're praying to God for his help and out of the blue, the perfect job opportunity lands right in your lap. The interviews went great and you were already celebrating and thanking God for his goodness and for his provision. And then the phone call came, letting you know that they gave the job to somebody else. And you're so disappointed. You were so sure that that was God. Why would God allow that to happen? Why would he do that? Doesn't he love us? And these are the feelings that Mary and Martha are experiencing in John chapter 11. Starting in verse 20, it said, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. You see, Martha had not given up on this situation. <clears throat> and that is remarkable. Because even in her pain, even in her disappointment, even in her anger, in her frustration, she demonstrated faith and hope. And that's not an easy thing to do, church. I've walked that road before. I've watched my parents bury two of their children. My little brother, Marty, he drowned when he was only two years old. And my little sister, Mindy, she was killed in a car accident when she was 19. And those were the hardest times of my life. And my little brother, Marty, he was my buddy. I used to push him around in a wheelbarrow in the backyard and he would smile and laugh. My little sister, Mindy, she was that person that would just light up the room when she walked into it, full of energy and life. And when we lost her, it felt like there could be no more joy. The world, it just wasn't the same place without her in it. And I've asked God, why? Why did you allow that to happen? Why, God, did you allow so much pain? Some of you that are watching today, this is part of your story too. And you're feeling every bit of what I am feeling right now. And you know that in those moments, it's hard to maintain faith and hope when all that you're feeling is sadness and loss. And that's exactly where we find Mary in this story. When she heard that Jesus was coming, she stayed home. She couldn't even face him. And sometimes we might feel that same way. 
in those situations when hard things happen to us that don't seem fair. They don't seem right. We don't understand. They make no sense to us. In those moments, we may be tempted to turn our back on God and to stay home. We don't wanna think about it. We don't wanna talk about it. We just wanna bypass our emotions and move on. The damage has been done and nothing can fix it now. And if we're not careful, we can become bitter. We can allow the situation to take away our hope and to steal our joy and to leave us feeling emotionally and physically exhausted. And for a moment, it looks like that's where things are headed for Mary in this story. But that's not where the story ends. The scripture tells us that Martha went back to Mary and told her that Jesus was asking for her. And Mary, when she heard that, she got up quickly and she went to him. And we'll pick up the story in verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. And then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Church, when you're going through the storms of life, it is okay to acknowledge the sadness. It's okay to embrace the sorrow and the pain because that's part of the healing process. And Jesus is right there with you through it all. When your heart is hurting, his heart is hurting too. Mary fell at his feet and wept. And Jesus wept with her. If you're sitting in that place today where you have been wounded and you're hurting, let Jesus meet you in the sadness. Don't turn your back on him. Don't push him away. Bring your pain to him and let him comfort you because there is hope on the other side of whatever it is that you are going through. In verse 38, it says, Jesus, once more deeply moved, he came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. And then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people that are standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Jesus not only said, I am the resurrection and the life, but he proved it. 
He demonstrated that he has authority and power over both life and death. He can resurrect things that we thought were dead. What is something that you need Jesus to resurrect in your life today? Bring that to him because Jesus is the God of dreams and possibilities. He is the God of hope and he offers us life after death that will be better than we could imagine. You know, sometimes I think we forget that. Martha was viewing the resurrection as if it was some distant and far off event, but Jesus reminded her that the resurrection is a person. He is the resurrection and the life. In verse 25, Jesus told Martha, the one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Have you ever thought about that moment? That moment that will come for all of us when you will close your eyes and you will breathe your last breath. In verse 25, Jesus tells us that is not the end, but rather that is a new beginning. The only thing that's gonna die at that point is our old broken down bodies. We'll get to trade them in for new ones. We'll get an upgrade. And I'm excited for that. Maybe I can get one that's a little thinner and a little bit taller. But seriously, no more hip replacements, no more back pain, no more dieting. You know there's gonna be some good food in heaven, church. Come on. Don't tell me that you're not gonna be excited to trade in your old, worn-out body for a new one. And everything else about you that makes you who you are will live on. Your spirit, your soul, your personality will be clothed with a new body. And like Mary and Martha, you too will get to experience the miracle of new life and of being reunited with those that you have lost in love so deeply. The Apostle Paul, he gave us a glimpse into what we can expect on that day. In 1 Corinthians 15, 53, he wrote this, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies, they must be transformed into immortal bodies. And then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory, oh death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? You see, church, Jesus had a plan for us from the beginning, both for this life and the next. We can't always see it. The details of it are not for us to know right now. If we did, it wouldn't require us to have faith. But what was true for Mary and Martha and Lazarus in John chapter 11 is still true for us today. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. You know, the reason that he chose to do things the way that he did in that story is so that the maximum number of people would be there and that the maximum number of people would get to witness the miracle and believe. He is much more concerned with our salvation than he is with our comfort. He doesn't always do the things the way that we would. His plans for us, they may be different than our plans for us. We focus on what we see in front of us, but God is often doing something bigger than what we can see. 
Author Christine Kane once said this, just because things aren't going the way you planned doesn't mean they're not going the way they should. You can trust God. He is for you. We may not know what the future holds, church, but we know who holds the future. He sees what we don't see. He knows what we don't know. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and his plans are greater than our plans. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is your creator and your redeemer, your Lord and your savior. He is the one that gave everything for you, and he holds the power of life and death in his hands. He is the resurrection, and the life. And he's asking you the same question today that he asked Martha in verse 26. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? That's really what everything boils down to is that one simple question And in verse 27, Martha answered, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And because of her faith, she saw the miracle. Don't miss that, church. She only saw the miracle because she had faith and believed that he could do the impossible because he is the resurrection and the life. Whatever situation you are in today, no matter how hard it is or how unfair it might seem to you, don't let your lack of faith cause you to miss the miracle. Don't let the sadness of the moment that you are sitting in cause you to give up and stay home because the miracle is coming, church, and it is going to be awesome. No matter what you are going through, he can lead you through it and into a place that is better than you could have ever imagined because he is the resurrection and the life. Amen, church? Please stand with me and let's pray together. God, I thank you for being in this place this morning. God, I thank you that we can put our trust in you. You are our creator. You know everything about us. You know the situations that we are in this morning, God. You know what each person is going through. And God, I ask that you would help them to put their trust in you, that you will lead them through it, God. Help them to believe so that they also might experience the miracle of new life. God, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.